Hello, and welcome to another edition of the 16-Ounce Canvas. This is the Art of Craft Beer podcast. My name is AJ Cairns. I am your host here each and every week, so thank you for taking the time to join us. We do know your time is important, and we do appreciate it. Bring your favorite beers and breweries to life. It's pretty amazing. This is episode number 20, 20, yeah, 20 episodes of the 16-ounce canvas. So thank you once again for being a part of this project, for taking the time to join us. On this week's episode, we have Lisa Sotero, who is a Connecticut-based illustrator and artist who we came to learn about through the incredible line work and herons that she has been doing for Stony Creek Brewery. Stony Creek's another Connecticut-based brewery and really excited to support them. But like I said before, we are a beer agnostic project and our focus here this week is on Lisa. So really hope you're enjoying the episodes. Hope you've been enjoying what we're doing. Uh, it's been a really a lot of fun. We continue to grow, build the community, getting feedback and support has not gone unnoticed. Every like, reply, share is really, really appreciated. And uh, if you have a chance to, you know, tell a friend, spread the word. We think that, you know, slowly but surely we're going to build and this uh, thing is going to get out there to the masses. Because I think we're touching on some really cool stuff. Obviously, you know, up front you got the, the craft beer, you know, the art. But I also think entrepreneurial. I think there's good life stories, people taking chances, people discovering themselves, or in you know this case of Lisa, she was kind of you know passively discovered by Andy over at Stony Creek, and it's a really positive story, and one we think you'll definitely you know, enjoy. So remember, you can check us out via the World Wide Web. 16ozcanvas.com is the website. We're also available on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play for all the podcast episodes, and then Instagram, 16-ounce canvas, Facebook, and Twitter. So we are as active as we can be um, for the show of one. So we thank you again. want to thank those who have taken the opportunity to head on over to iTunes and various other places to leave positive reviews. Click on those stars and give us, give us the love. We'd love to hear from you. And like I said, if you're an artist out there, you are not going unnoticed tagging us in, the, in your photos and letting us know what you're up to. It's really exciting. We really appreciate it, and there is a lot of good news to come out regarding our next third, and even we're actively working on the fourth 12-pack. So lots to be drank. That will almost get us through us through the first year, which is insane to think about, but we're not going to kind of get too far ahead of us here. We're coming up on August. Hopefully you are enjoying your summer. It has been beautiful. Sit outside, crack a few cold ones. Look at the beer for another extra second before you throw away that piece of art and just kind of enjoy it. So hopefully we'll be able to get together soon in the future. But until that time, you're listening to 16-Ounce Canvas, the Art of Craft Beer podcast. I'm AJ. You are you. Don't be a stranger. Please reach out. Introduce yourself. We'd love to make that introduction. And just want to again thanks everybody for their time. This is Lisa. This is episode 20. Right here, 16-Ounce Canvas, the Art of Craft Beer podcast. Salud. Hello, and welcome to another edition of this 16-Ounce Canvas. Per usual, I'm AJ, I'm your host, and on this week's episode, we have Lisa Sotero, who's an independent artist based right here in Connecticut. We came to learn of Lisa's work through the great label work and designs that she's doing with Stony Creek Brewing Company, and you can check her work out at her own website, 
gruntledesign.com. So thank you so much for joining us, Lisa. We really do appreciate it. Thank you very much for having me. Excellent, excellent. So, yeah, like I said, uh, Stony Creek is really, you know, is a local brewery here in Connecticut that's really been, been blowing up and expanding their reach. You can find them in majority of the the, the bars around town. And I, I personally think one of the main reasons for that is, you know, is through the, the design and, and work that you've done. So I really appreciate you being, you know, part of this week's episode and just getting to, to learn a little bit more about you. I really appreciate that. And, uh, I'm glad people are getting to see my art, and it still shocks me to this day that it's out there. I walk into a store and see it. It's mind-blowing to me. Yeah, right? That is pretty—I mean, I think that's really cool. So, I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. when we talked before, you said you listened to the—one of the—you know, you listened or checked out the website. That, to me, was like, oh, wow. That's amazing. Like, I was pretty—that made my day right there. So, I can only imagine walking into a store or, yeah, being at a party. And my daughter, have, yeah. even— my daughter even she loves it. She'll walk in and be like, "Mommy, that's yours." And I'm like, "Yeah, <laughs> it's it's just weird." But I I do it. it I it's a new thing every day. Every time I see it. Well, that's great. Now, what's you know what's your story, Lisa? How did you get into you know being being an artist and an illustrator? You know, kind of your, your elevator pitch. What, what, what how would you describe your your path? Wow, my path is zigzag. Um, you know, loved art ever since I was little, typical, you know, drawing everything. My mom wanted to keep me quiet. She just set me down with a piece of paper and a pen and pencil, whatever I can draw with. And then I would sit there for hours just drawing. And it's kind of the same now if I'm bored or someone just puts a piece of paper in front of me and gives me something to draw with, I'll be sitting there for hours just drawing away. Most relaxing thing for me. Um, you know, did some art in high school, then college I went in for graphic design and um, got a degree in graphic design more or less I, I still was swaying more towards the illustration part but I always considered myself a graphic designer just because that was my degree uh, got out of college but I was back that was back in the 90s so it wasn't the early 90s late 80s early 90s so you're talking about computers just coming out, the big box ones, not the nice flat screens you got today. And the programs were all basic, it was black and white screens. So as far as my education goes, it was more uh, pen and paper than computer, which is how I work today. It's I only work with a sketchbook and a piece of paper and a marker or like a, a Sharpie or whatever I have sitting around. I don't really use a computer at all just to, you know, send it to someone, you know, that's about it. Um, trying to think, where was I? <laughs> no, the big, yeah, you're talking college, about the, yeah, 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 college and the big computers. I used to have yeah, the college. old, yeah, the old Apple IIe. It was like, it took up the entire yeah. desk. It was massive. Yeah, it was, it was ridiculous. I never really had a background in that. When I got out of school, I wasn't really finding the jobs I was looking for in the, graphic design. I still had three jobs that I was working while I was in college. So I was still doing those. And I ended up never going into a graphic design field. I, I sold promotional marketing stuff. That was as close as I came. I got to do some of the artwork for, you know, doing logos that way. Um, you know, promotional marketing is selling the pens and stuff with your company's name and logo on it. Some companies didn't have that. So I would do that business cards, did stuff on my own for a little while but again never really got into it and um became a secretary 
<laughs> everything else I, I could do just to make money to make a living. And then um, my daughter, you know, my daughter was born. She was in daycare. I was still working, doing whatever I could, still doing art on the side, uh, nothing big. And then she ended up, you know, graduating her daycare and having to go to school. And we're thinking, I'm not making enough money to, you know, put her in after school, whatever. So we decided that I was going to stay home. And I'm like, I got to make a living doing art. I, I have to, I have to give it a try. Like you were saying, I give it a try. And I went and I started putting my stuff out everywhere, anywhere I could possibly put it that was free. Cause I didn't want to spend a lot of money you know, promoting myself. And it came out that, you know, from one of those websites, we're still not sure which one that's where Stony Creek found me. Um, just this one drawing that Andy, the brewmaster was drawn to. And that's where it all started. <laughs> that's awesome. I mean, I, yeah, I think that, yeah, I think the, the taking the chance, right. It's cause you, you're, you're very talented and I think that you're, you know, like I said, the, that's what drew, drew, drew me in, and I really was glad to, to be able to connect with you. And even just when I reached out to the brewery, you know, they were super excited to to tell me who it was and you know put me in touch how to find you. So I was really, I really, really appreciate you making the time to join us. I know, I love it. I mean, Andy, um, when they contacted me, it was actually within my spam mail. I was going through my my emails and I saw this spam, and it says. Um, local brewery is interested in your art. I'm like, what? I, I read the email and uh, I'm reading about it. I'm like, we, we'd like you to be our artist for our new brewery. I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? <laughs> really? And uh, they're, they're like, yeah, come in, you know, interview with us. We're, we're you know, curious. We like your work. I'm like, where did you even see my work? They're like, oh, I, I'm not really sure. Andy saw it somewhere. I'm like, okay. So <laughs> I went in for an interview and, they're like, yeah, Andy saw your work somewhere. I really like this one fish. It's this one fish tattoo I did. I used to um, enter contests too. That's another thing. I would throw my work out into contests. And Tattoo Do um, used to be all about, you know, a contest for you design a, a tattoo for someone. If you win, you get paid for it. And this was the first contest I entered and I won. And it was with this fish. And Andy loved it because it looked like a tattoo, you know, he liked the tattoo design look and that's what he wanted for his beer or that's what he said he did so and he liked the style of it so we went from you know there but when they interviewed me i guess they already the marketing company already had an illustrator and that i'm sorry to that person i they got they got kicked to the side and they ended up bringing me in <laughs> i found that out when i went and interviewed with the marketing company afterward and they're like we already had someone we thought we were all set. And then they said, Andy came in and said he wanted you. I'm like, great. <laughs> flattered, beyond flattered. But yeah, I went in and it, that, that, that turned into a crazy story too. That the way the whole design went from one to another, but it was, it was cool. That is cool. And yeah, if you go to the website, <laughs> you know, uh, gruntledesign.com, there's, there is the tattoo section. So I'm, is it one of the tattoos that you have mm -hmm. featured up on the, on the site? I'm pretty sure it's up there. It has to be because it's that's my my baby that got me all going on there. So it's this weird fish. It's kind of like flowing and um, yeah, I think all it's line the, yeah. work. But yeah, that's what I really it like. Should be the yeah. head one. Yeah, I think it's, yeah, it's a more like a uh, 
landscape kind of like like you know th- the thinner yeah it looks it looks yeah it's i think that's the one right there there's a few fish though i love the black and white work yeah. your, your line work and i, yeah, I think that's really one. great yeah it's one of my favorites there's a few good ones on there yeah, and he... i go ahead <laughs> oh, okay no i was just gonna yeah i was just gonna say that that definitely uh um is a good luck charm i guess you know is that is that fish now oh it is it's the only thing that got me started in this whole thing. And actually the person that I, I did it for that I won the contest for, I'm still doing tattoos for him. Now it's the biggest form of flattery to me is, you know, seeing someone wearing your artwork on their body. Um, I, I still to this day don't have one tattoo on me. I wanted one for a long time, but I could never pick just one drawing that I, you know, I've done that I could say, I'm like, I'll get bored of it. I'm so afraid I'm going to look at it and be like, well, I'm bored of that now. I want a new one. I'll end up with my entire body covered. But I haven't figured out that one tattoo yet. Someday I will, though. I don't know. I think the lucky fish. I mean, that's the fish, right? You know. Yeah, I, well, they... that's already his, though. You know, I don't uh, want to take my, my friend John's tattoo now. <laughs> that's all right. Yeah, I think John. I think John will understand. It kind of brings it all full circle. But yeah, I, I, that's another thing. I've interviewed a few folks. I just um, this week's episode. Uh, episode nine with Tim uh, Tim Skirvin. He does work for the Vale Brewing Company down in yeah. Uh, I saw that he does his own tattoos now. That's amazing. Yeah, and I've always wanted a tattoo, and so the more and more I'm speaking to these artists, that's one thing. You know, uh, <laughs> the guy, you know, Dean, who wor- did work for Treehouse, he used to work at a tattoo shop, and it just oh, I love Treehouse. Yeah, you, you when know, you do all the work and you're listening to the interviews, you know, multiple times, you know, you hear tattoo, tattoo, tattoo. It's like oh, so yeah, I definitely. Mm-hmm. I, I, Tim and I really hit it off, but I'm just like, I don't know if I want to hang out with Tim because, you know, in fact, he does his own tattoos. I get to see, you know, you know, one, one thing leading to another because I know I would just really like it, I think, and I don't have a, any. I have a feeling I would, too. Yeah. I guess they all thought because of that I was doing tattoos that I would be covered in tattoos. So when they first met me, they were expecting this person covered head to toe with tattoos. And I walked in, I had none. They're like, totally not what i'm expecting right yeah <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> can't judge a book by its cover no i think it's great yeah yeah and so all those all those designs are, are hand drawn and then you just scan those in i think because they, they really look great yep that's i i only use pen and pencil and and that's the i'm very old school i try my my husband got me the eye skin this year which you can actually draw on paper so it's still, you know, use a regular pencil and paper and it's right on top of this tablet kind of thing. And it will put it on the computer for you. And I still have a hard time doing that because I look at it. I'm like, well, that line wasn't really the way I drew it or it's not as thick as I thought it was. And I, I just like to have that pressure of the pencil and the, the paper and, and the feel every single line. I just, I flow with it and it's, doesn't seem to work as well on the computer and probably be easier for me, but I still can't do it that way. It takes me a little longer than everyone else, but I get it done. <laughs> well, yeah, it's whatever works for you. I think that's the key in life, right? What it doesn't, you know, if, mm-hmm. if everyone, if everyone had the same, if, if life was the same, uh, you know, step-by-step instructions would be pretty boring. I find it exactly. amazing. I find it amazing just the technical, like from a technical standpoint, like how, folks are so quick to pick it up on the computer and it looks like they drew it by hand. That to me, that to me is amazing. I mean, I've, yeah, that's so it's always like, well, everyone oh, thinks yeah. lines done on the computer. They're like, Oh, those lines, you have to do that on the computer. Like, Absolutely. No, I can't. I wish I could. I can't do it. 
because I, yeah, I had to self-teach on everything again because I didn't have that computer background even in school. So everything I've learned, I've had to teach myself. But with the pen and paper, you can do it anywhere at any time and on anything. So <laughs> a lot easier. Well, that's encouraging. Yeah, and your whole, you know, your parents, uh, whenever they wanted to calm you down, giving you a stack of paper, I think in our household, you know, a box of pencils and uh, a stack of ream of paper from the, you know, office max is, is just as good as gold around here. You know, so that always, that oh, always God, goes yeah. well. Exactly. Yeah, it's good. Story writing or drawings, and they're they're actually they're getting better. So I mean, that's encouraging. I don't know. We'll we'll, <laughs> see, we'll, we'll see what happens, but uh, yeah. You'll become an artist for the beer now too. Oh, def- definitely not. But I'm um, definitely yeah. I, 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 I've kind of noticed a trend in, in my, my career is you know when I used to do radio, yeah, I wasn't a musician, so I could play the CDs and know what I liked, <laughs> and then I managed the bands because again I couldn't play, but I was good business sense, and so now yeah, so I'm, I'm noticing a theme. I have a good eye or an ear, one could say, but I'm not necessarily the the most the okay, most I'll creative. Hire you as my uh, marketer. There we there we go. Yeah yeah. Get definitely. me out there. <laughs> yeah i mean i think that's what you know i think you know we'll see where this goes you know i think there's you know as long as it's sustainable for you know a while um you know there's some ideas i have of you know art shows or trying to you know try, maybe do something at different breweries and showcasing the artists you know with the beers so something like that i think that'd be kind of cool like an art art show slash well, beer fest fantastic. well yeah i'm amazed by all the other artists out there i mean i i love i love reading about them now too from your your podcast and everything it it's inspiring to me because i see what they're doing and and how they're doing it and i mean my story is just i got found luckily and Cross see, my fingers every day. <laughs> see see lisa i think that you have a thing in common with a lot of the artists one thing that as we talk i think all the artists i don't think everyone you know puts their whole story or their path in perspective right i think that you know, with, with your, you know, your daughter being at home, you know, you've obviously you'd send it, maybe you went back and just worked a corporate gig cause it paid more or something like that. And, you know, whatever, but you had the intimacy of, you know, being home with your child, you were doing something creative, you know, your daughter loves seeing your work. So that encourages you more, you know, not, you know, financially, but you know, oh, happiness. Yeah. And so I think there's, you know, I think that people, I think that's one of the things we're trying to do is get people to realize, you know, how amazing they are. And, you know, a lot of the folks said people don't always, people always talk about how great the beer is, but. Exactly. Yeah. We're beer. (laughs) We're beer agnostic. You know, it's not about the beer. You know, I do enjoy Stony Creek, but, you know, um, you know, I try and I try more of it because there's new ones that are coming out and it's like, okay, there's a new design and there's a new look to it. And it's very. (laughs) I have one I know coming out that I can't talk about, but. Well, I already drew the beer for uh, the bird for it. So we'll get it. We'll get it out of here. I have to to sit quietly and wait for them. Yeah, this won't be out for another six to eight weeks. So maybe we'll get it out of here by the end. So this won't be live for another like six weeks or so. But how would you. Now we talked about your tattoo work, you know, your, your line work. How would you describe your aesthetic? Now I do hate asking this question, but I, I've asked it to everybody else. So now it's kind of like a <laughs> common, like awkward question where I feel like I have some sort of art terminology. So I always ask it. So I look like I know one. what I'm talking about. Right. Yeah. It's a good art word. So I was pretty psyched <laughs> when, I, when I figured it out. So I, I ask it to everybody now. Oh God. Um, That's exactly what everybody said. Uh, yeah. Some folks are just I like, know. Uh, it's, it's such a, a 
blend of so many different things. Everyone always calls my work tattoo work. Uh, you're a tattoo artist. You're a ta- I'm like, I'm not a tattoo artist. I did a couple of tattoo contests. <laughs> so I guess my style looks a lot like a tattoo. Some say it looks like wood cut or linoleum, ugh, linoleum blocks. There, I can get that word out. Um, the block cuts and everything. And I used to love that back in the 90s. That was like my big thing. I was always trying to make everything look like it was wood cut. So maybe all that came back out again. Um, I just like flow of lines. That's my basic thing I follow all the time. If I want my lines to just flow, like you can feel the way everything's going. And, you know, you can move through the entire picture that way. That's, I don't really follow any one artist. I just, I go on, that's every time I have to go do something, I go and look at every single artist out there and find something I like out of each one of them and pick and choose and put it all together. I'm like a trash can of artists. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like a, a transformer, you know, kind of just comes all together. <laughs> yeah, I put it all together and make it work somehow. Most of my stuff is accidents. When I'm drawing, I'll, I'll do something. I'm like, oh, shoot, I didn't want to do that. And I'm like, well, that actually looks pretty good. And it works out somehow. And I try to tell my daughter that, you know, when she tries to throw everything out, I'm like, no, no, just change that line. It'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. I mean, especially if, you, uh, if you're doing it on paper, you can't, you know, so that that is one of the it's things. So it's not, yeah, it's not, a, not as forgiving, but you can definitely make adjustments on the fly by necessity. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and every heron that I've done has an actual photograph that goes along with it. They're based off of a a photograph of a bird or heron, and then I just change it around to look like whatever it is that the beer is supposed to look like. That's Andy and my uh, brainstorming stuff. He comes up with, I really don't know what I'm looking for, but you know what to do, right? <laughs> sure. He gives me such a great sense of, what he's looking for by his excitement and his beer. He'll tell me about the beer and the flavor and, and the look he's feeling like for the heron to have like, you know, edgy look or angry or whatever. And so we go with that and he goes, show me what you got. So, and he gives me free reign to do whatever I want, which that, that was a relationship we started away in the beginning where he said, I want you to make it look like you think it should look. I was like, okay. <laughs> and I did, and that was it. We were good. So now how, now because you had drawn the fish, so I mean, that just drew you in, and then it just kind of went from there? I mean, it was that decision they made creatively that there was always going to be the the heron, the, the birds, you know, on, on, on all their packaging? Oh, yeah. The, the heron was their idea. They came up with a, <laughs> that was a weird part in the beginning. Um, at first, I was working just with the marketing company, and Andy would relate to the marketing company what they were looking for. The marketing company had, you know, their, you know, plan of how it's supposed to look, and they would listen to Andy and then translate it to me. It was like that telephone game where something in the middle was getting mixed up. You know, like you whisper in someone's ear, and then the next person says the wrong thing. Yeah, passed well, down. Yeah, passed really down. Crazy. Yeah, passed down the line. Doesn't always go so well. <laughs> well, it, it was going okay. I mean, but someone, you know, it was just, they kept saying they wanted a Chester cheetah, you know, like the Cheetos guy kind of look. And I was drawing stuff like that. But then 
I wasn't hearing what Andy was saying. I was only hearing, you know, they're like, no, he wants something a little more of this or a little more of that. And finally, Andy, Andy and I never talk. We, we email or text, which is beautiful for me. I'm not a good phone person or whatever. Um, so he would text me. He's like, look, I don't know what they're telling you. This is the fish I like that you drew. This is what I based my decision on having you just draw something like this, but make it a heron. <laughs> okay. So within an hour, maybe two, I came back to the design that they actually have for their logo now. And he was like, that's it. That's the one. I'm like, oh my God, that was easy. <laughs> Spent like three months now going back and forth. And we finally got it. And it's been so easy ever since. And it just, he tells me something and we get it. It works. That's great. Now, do you do the coloring also? Is that, is, I mean, or... no, that, they let that go to the uh, marketing guys because they have a, you know, idea for how the whole packaging is going to look. I basically just do the, line work. I do all the background images like the you'll see the hops in the background or the barley or the sun, the big orange, all that stuff. That's me. Well I think yeah. Yeah. I and I just thought you should they should do a coloring book if you're with all those (laughs) because that's what all my friends say. They're like, well you gotta do a coloring book because it'd be so great. adult coloring book. I would color that whole thing in. Yeah, I mean that's like the whole. That's the yeah. That's definitely the the new trend. I know. know, I bought a couple for my wife. They're pretty relaxing, you know. I always uh, said there's so many out there. Who's gonna want mine? (laughs) I mean, at the brewery, you know. I mean, people are having a couple beers. You can do. Oh, that's true. You, I definitely is like a starter set. You know, you just have. You have a little pitch there now. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Gonna pitch that to him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Pitch it before the episode (laughs) comes out. Act like it was. Yeah. Yeah. No, but I just—I'm looking at them, and I'm just—I mean, the the line work is so strong, but it's so—it's like intricate, and then the—they definitely with the—they do a good job coloring in. That must be a weird—is that a weird oh, thing yeah. for you, like having somebody? It else? is. It it hurts so much to give that up. Right. But I—I I had to learn that in the beginning. I mean, it's been years now, a couple of years now, so I, I'm used to it. But you know, it's like. I'm like, here you go. Yeah. <laughs> what are you going to do with it? I don't know. It's worked out well. I mean, they've done a, a really nice job with it. I'm, I can't say I'm displeased with it. Some things that and maybe I would have done a little different, but I don't know what their feel was that they were going for. They might have, you know, gone back and forth, and that's what they came up with. So. Yeah, it's very vivid, but, which I really yeah. like. I think that's, you know, that's really yeah. cool. That's what I like about it. Um, but it. I don't think those colors work without it having as much strong, like the the strong lines and the definition. So I think that it's, I think it's complementary in that regards. But I guess in a way, you designing tattoos, right? You're not drawing that. I mean, I know they probably make a stencil and they trace over it. So in a way, you kind of do. But so that probably helped a little bit. And we are back. That's right. We haven't gone anywhere, folks. This is the 16-ounce canvas episode number 20. Lisa Sotero, Stony Creek Brewery, Gruntled Design, GruntledDesign.com. I like that. Not disgruntled. She's gruntled. She's having a great time doing something she loves. It's a great story. I really, she's always, art's always been important to her. She's uh, you know, an analogger. Pen and paper, pencils, crayons, 
and then just transfers it over digitally. But she's really just a great artist. I really like her line work. I'm uh, always a sucker for black and white. I think nothing is a, a bigger compliment than having somebody get their artwork tattooed on somebody. So that's really crazy. And that's really how that whole connection with Tony Creed came to be. So that's really exciting. You know, big, uh, big props, for lack of a better term, to Andy over there for knowing what he liked and his vision for the imagery and going the extra mile, tracking down Lisa and making that happen. It seems like such a great partnership really doing some some cool stuff and you might say oh wow you know that seems kind of limiting having this one bird you know be kind of the end-all be-all for stony creek but it just shows with good creativity with good you know teamwork what are some of the cool things that can be done and so it seems like lisa and andy are a really good pair together so really happy to see that and be a part of it i know that i'm definitely uh looking to get myself a heron put up in the house somewhere beautiful work and it's you know even cooler just the you know how they work with the agency and everything there but we don't want to give too much away so head on over to gruntle design check out lisa's work maybe get a tattoo made who knows i can see her getting a tattoo in the future maybe one of those herring but anyway you are listening to 16 ounce canvas the art of craft beer podcast episode number 20 that is still crazy to me like i keep saying 20 episodes more than i thought we would have a big thanks to the artists who've been so positive, who let us tell their stories, and you know, even for the breweries, I think it's been really great. The ones that make my life easier, they reply you know right away or, or shortly thereafter, and you know, send the information. And that was definitely the case with Stony Creek. They were really, really proud of Lisa and the work that she did, and the fact that she's helped to, you know, to bring that vision of their beer to life. And it's just nice. You can just tell that there's a respect, appreciation, and it's all part of a, a bigger process. So don't want to, you know, we, we constantly thank the artists and those who are listening for the art piece, but, you know, big thanks for those breweries out there taking the chance, wanting it to be more than just beer, you know, making it be that whole complete vessel, so to speak, you know, inside and outside of the can, bottle, etc. and it doesn't go unnoticed, and that's kind of the whole reason we're here. So thank you to you and you and them, us and them, Cue up some Pink Floyd. But again, thank you so much for being here each week. We're going to get right back into part two, part deux. We're going to stick with the Spanish folks. And I'm sorry. The, the French will not work here. But Sacre Bleu. All right, you're listening to 16-Ounce Canvas, The Art of Craft Beer. This is part two. Lisa Sotero, Stony Creek Brewery. Remember, you check her out at Gruntled Design, Gruntled design.com go there after you finish listening to the interview or maybe you're listening on your headphones then you have your laptop there maybe that's what you're doing so that's okay or you're listening to your speakers then you're on your phone but keep listening Lisa Sotero part 2 16 ounce canvas art of craft beer podcast I'm still AJ and here we go ready are you ready Part two, get at it. Like I said, everyone should be checking out the website, gruntledesign.com. You, there's a lot of stuff up there. You know, not only you know your your photographs are really really great. You have good, there's other illustrations. Even done some custom some guitar work, stuff. which is really cool. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, that that's my favorite. It's from a friend of mine from college, he builds the guitars, and I do the artwork on them. So. 
Oh, That's wow. a lot of fun work. Yeah, that is pretty awesome too. Have you been to like a, a performance where they're using like the guitars you built? No, um, Jeff had the one that builds them has been there. I missed that one, so I wasn't in town the same day that they were doing it, so I missed it. He got some pictures of it, but I never got to see it. Yeah, that would be pretty. That would be pretty amazing. I mean, art helping art get created is always kind of cool. Oh, I know, and the band works fun too. Um, the underwater tiger that was one of my favorites with the the scissor hands with the heart. Yeah. That's yeah. That's pretty. That cool. Now that's in your that's in your tattoo section too. So someone's rocking that as a tattoo. Well, he was going to. I don't know if he ever did it, but uh, he was supposed to have it as it was a very personal song that he wrote about you know his life and his marriage or his divorce, I should say. And uh, he that really he said that was just spoke volumes about what the song was. I listened to the song over and over just to try to get a feel for what the you know, image should be. And that's what I came up with. And he said it was absolutely perfect for what he was thinking. So I hope he got a tattoo. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we should. Yeah. There should be some follow-ups to these tattoos. I think that'd be pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, I have John's leg tattoo picture of the fish. That's the only one I have, but you know, all the other people are on contest. It was my dog um, contest on, on, uh, the websites and I never know who the people are or what happens with them. That's, that's crazy and amazing at the same time. Just kind of, you know, like some, <laughs> somebody you don't know, don't know is. I know. Someone's wandering around my, my artwork on their body. And I, I someday might walk into them and be like, Whoa, I did that. <laughs> yeah. That's what I was thinking. Like you just be somewhere and be like, Oh wait, you're okay. That was me. Like, yeah. So <laughs> I did that. Yeah. So if you're don't so, know yeah. what I look like or anything. That's the best, yeah. It's that's awesome. So you can you can, you can you can stare at it a little more, and not not freak them out too much, yeah. So if you have if that's if you're out there and that was you, you know, definitely get in touch. Let us know. That'd be awesome. And you've done some in the the hangout festival. I mean, I, I had friends who went to that. They said it was incredible. Um, so you you did a poster that was for that. The contest I did for that, yeah, po um, poster contest. That was fun too. It was just you know whatever contests are out there. I told you, I just join them all. The Demon Hunter, that's one of my favorites. Um, that's on there with the skulls and the beard. And I, <laughs> I was showing my daughter my old neighborhood once, and we went, we're driving through, and I see my old neighbor. She's still, you know, living in the house, and she's, you know, getting on in years. And I stopped by to see her and show her my daughter. And she was like, oh my God, you have a daughter now? And uh, she's like, what are you doing? I said, I'm doing artwork. And I started showing her some of my stuff, and she's like, she saw all the skulls and the, the the zombies and all that stuff. She goes, oh, Lisa, you need to go to church. <laughs> like, no, 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 no. It's just I will, it's an image. Yeah, yeah, old, yeah. Old, old people like to say, like, I'll pray for you. Like, that's basically like, I don't approve yeah. of what you're doing. I know I'm. Lisa, I'll pray I for you. I showing her some, you know, cuter stuff, and you know, she's happier about that. But you know, she thought I was gone to the dark side and really needed to be saved. <laughs> No. I will pray for you, Lisa. Things I find easy to draw. <laughs> yeah. I, well, keep doing. Yeah, keep doing what you're doing. Now, from a like a packaging standpoint, how is how is that the first time? Had you any experience in that? Trying to, you know, with your art, making it fit kind of around the the bottle or the the can. How how was that for experience? 
not at all. I never did anything like that. I really don't even now. It's basically I hand them, they tell me what elements they want, like in the background, like I said, the sun or the hops or like my favorite was we want hops that look like they're blowing on the wind and tumbling around. I'm like, oh, okay, sure. I'm going to do that. Or smoky wheat. That was the other one. Like we want something that represents smoky wheat. I'm like, God, sure. <laughs> let me let me just come up with that. And it has to always be in the same style as the herons, same line style. So um, I would give them all those elements and they figure out how to put it on the label, which is why sometimes I'll have to, you know, they'll say, make sure that the head isn't, you know, too high up or something's not too far down. Or the wings aren't too up too high. And that's all they'll tell me. And then they put it on there. Okay. Now, how is yeah? How is the like the planning? Like you said, you worked on one now uh, that's going to be coming out in the future. How is that? How much time mm-hmm. kind of you give in, or how are they describing that to you? They just give you the name, or <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, they give me a name. Tell me what kind of beer it is. Um, Andy will give me a, a you know definition of what's in it, what kind of beer, and then he you know like let's even take Stony Joe. I can talk about that one that's out already. Stony Joe was. Uh, it tastes like a dark beer, looks like a light beer, so it's like a trick in the eyes kind of thing. That's what he was saying to me. And he goes, I want it to be a heron, but not look like a heron. You know what I mean? I'm like, no, <laughs> absolutely not. And uh, I usually have maybe about a week to two weeks to come up with it and finish it off and get it to him. And, and it goes off from there because there's a lot of um, red tape that they have to go through through the government and everything to get a label approved. So my artwork's just a part of what goes on the label with all the wording and everything else. So I have to get my stuff to them as quickly as possible. And it's usually trying to decipher whatever Andy's telling me at the time and turning it into something. And Stony Joe's got to be one of my favorite um, parents because his actual body is a Uh, what do you call it coffee bean if you look at it up close and his head kind of comes it comes in everything that's actual bird picture again another photograph and he is about i don't know he's got to be he was supposed to be kind of like um not angry but whatever he gives me just, just different descriptions of what it should look like and his face or his expression or whatever. And that's what it comes up with. Like the newest one had to be, you know, after the name of the beer. That's okay. what the bird will represent. So I can't, again, can't give that out. Andy, but, come um, on, Andy. You're killing us, Andy. All this secrecy. <laughs> I know everything's always like, no, Lisa, I'm telling you, but you cannot tell anybody. I'm like, uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and, Literally I try. I try every time. Yeah, I try. Release. Yeah, I. It's yeah. It's some of the because yeah, uh, some breweries, if they do a brewer only release, it's they don't. I, I don't think they have to go through it. But if it goes, obviously, I've. Uh, I think it's cola. Whatever. I think it's that's what it is where you can go online and see. So, we'll check it out. We'll find it. But I. Oh, I know they do have some. Yeah. They. I know that they they released a cask, but they haven't released the beer itself. So. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking at Stony John now. He's a he's a coy looking guy. Stoney. Yeah, yeah. Do you yeah. Now, do you name now? Do you because it is coffee? 
Yeah, I see that, and you can, even on the feathers, right? I think the you know the feathers yeah. you can see the you can see the subtlety of the of the coffee bean. Yep, but that was the first thing when I first did their first bird, the logo design. Um, very last minute, I kept staring at the heron. The top of his head, you know, if you look at a, a picture of a heron, gets ruffled up on the top, and then on the top of his wing. There's, it looked like a hop to me. So I'm like, I'm going to make that a hop. I'm going to make the barley on the top of his head. It's really, you know, it could go one way or the other. It could have been they hated it because it looked too, you know, I don't know what the word is for it, but it, didn't, it looks too hokey. Or they could be like, I love it because I tried to make it as subtle as I could. And they loved it. So I was like, oh, thank God. Because <laughs> you never know if you're going to go over the top one way or the other. Yeah. I got lucky. Yeah, no. Well, I think there's, <laughs> yeah, that's a creative choice. And I, yeah, I think if you didn't say anything, I mean, I, I can see it in looking at it, but it's subtle. <laughs> you know, it's it's like, yeah, it's subtle. And so I think that works. And now, do you name these? I mean, obviously, this one's Stony Joe. So one could argue you just call him Joe. But do you, do you name the birds? Like, do you have kind of like referring to them or just more referring to them by the name no, of the beer? No, it's more just whatever the beer is. Um, there's the one that they use for black water that has, I drew him just, I was throwing many birds at, at once when I was trying to, when we first got started, I gave him like probably about 12 different herons because there was a whole bunch of beers that were going to be produced when they first opened or coming up. So I drew a whole mess of birds and one of them was this one-legged bird. He just looked so beat up and nasty and his feathers are all over the place and he was just angry looking and he had the one leg i just loved him so i did that and they finally used him for black water which was great i love that bird too yeah i think uh so yeah has anyone at the the brewery gotten any of them tattooed i don't know i know andy was going to do one or he was thinking of doing one or he wants me to do one i don't know which one he legarza was going to be close to the one that he was thinking of doing but I, Hope he picks a different one. I like Lagarza, um, not one of my favorite birds, but um, he said he wanted to do a personal one for himself someday. So that's cool. And they're doing wall art now. Um, I did an entire the brewery process that should be going up on their wall. I think this summer. That's from what I understand. Oh, that's pretty cool. Like so a mural. Like a mural. Yeah, the entire wall um, of the tasting room. Oh wow! Yeah, I have to get up yeah, there. So yeah, <laughs> they haven't done. Last time I was in there, they haven't done it. My daughter likes going there because she calls it my art gallery because they have all the different prints around there. So she just goes around, takes pictures, and puts it all over Instagram. <laughs> Yay! My daughter's putting beer pictures up. <laughs> yeah, right. It's kind of cool. Great for What's... an eleven-year-old. <laughs> yeah, it's like okay. She wears all my stuff to school. I'm like, I wonder what the teachers think. She's wearing beer shirts. <laughs> yeah, she, yeah. Parent teacher conferences gets a little interesting. Um, yeah, no. <laughs> no, it's not like what you think. She's obsessed with beer. <laughs> what do you mean? Just, she likes herons. Yeah, just what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it's, it has nothing to do with the beer. Now uh, she told all her little friends, and they like it. So there you go. That's like the yeah. I have a following of eleven year olds. <laughs> <laughs> I'm you're huge in the playground. Yeah. 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 Gotta start them young. Yeah. Yeah. Art. <laughs> now 
Which uh, do you do you go up there and enjoy the beers? You know, which your which your favorites? I really want to try Lagarza. I've always liked um, Doc Time. Um, what was the other one? Oh, the Crimson. That is my absolute favorite. And I can only get it there, so it's my other favorite one. Um, they're all good. I mean, I, can't, I don't want to pick. <laughs> I guess Crimson's always been my favorite, and I really I can't wait to try Lagars. I haven't gotten to it yet. Um, been crazy around here the past couple of weeks, so we've been trying to get everything straightened out, and then I can get back to my life. And this summer, you know, my, I can bring my daughter to the brewery. That's kind of cool. You know, you can bring your kids. So she goes in there, and then I can try stuff out. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, I have to bring the boys up there. I heard it's like, like some, you know, some definitely yeah. some breweries are not necessarily the most. Not that they're not kid friendly. I just think that they're not like they don't. That's not really a thought, and so I, I do appreciate when it has. A... I know I don't usually like to, and she doesn't feel super comfortable. But you know, we usually go when it's like just opening, so there's not that many people. Maybe you know, a couple of people. I hear it gets crowded. You know, I can understand why it looks beautiful there. Um, but yeah, yeah, you know, we try to go when it's either just opening or you know when it's earlier in the afternoon. People are still working. We sneak in. Yeah, it's usually that's if I. If... I actually, yeah, it's few and far between. It's usually, usually if it's somewhere that I know, and like, it's great with technology now. You can kind of find out how busy things are, and so if I know mm-hmm. a place isn't that busy, and I want to, you know, pop in and get a growler filled and kind of pop out, but I definitely not trying to use that as my my dad of the year, you know, uh, <laughs> entry form. Yeah, you know, I know. My kids go to all the I breweries. Know, I never you know. take pictures. Yeah. yeah, I tried to say, well, I just brought him here to see mommy's artwork. That's all. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't have an excuse. Not for mommy. Yeah, I don't have an excuse there. <laughs> I'll start bringing some business cards for the for the podcast. Be like, oh, I'm here just doing there some doing go. some research. Yeah, right. There you go. I want to make sure you know I, I tasted the beer before I actually talk about it. Okay. Yeah, it's always a way. Yeah, and some of them I haven't even. You know, that's I mean, some of the ones I have lined up. You know, oh, I have a friend that's totally into cranky. She's that's the only thing. And, and the funniest part about it is she hates beer, hates it. So she came when I, you know, when they first opened, they did a little art show for me there. And she came to support me and she's like, well, I guess I'll, I'll try a beer. And she is now hooked on the highest, strongest beer there. So, like you go from a girl who hates beer to drinking cranky. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand you. Well, keep away, keep away from the big cranky then. She'll be, yeah, she'll be all sorts of. Oh, I know. I don't think she's tried that one yet. It was just cranky with that one we went. But who knows what she's tried? <laughs> yeah, right. She's, she's probably, she's probably shows up now. It's like, yeah, back. yeah. She's probably got a first name basis there. She's probably been there, and I don't even know. <laughs> yeah, she's like Norm. She walks in. It's like, hey. Yeah, I'll be walking in with her. I'll be like, hey. <laughs> Excellent. So they I, know you and not me. Yeah, right? Yeah. So <laughs> so what's in terms of like your creative process, like I like I'm a big music person. So is do you are you listening to music while you're creating? Are you kind of peace and serenity? What's I what, do if it's in the afternoon, music's definitely playing. If it's at night, you know, when my only quiet time really is at night when everyone goes to bed. So sometimes I'll just be sitting there and just, you know, little glass of whatever I have to drink <laughs> just to, you know, numb my senses for a few minutes. And then I sit there and start drawing. Um, most of it's a lot of research, just looking for like keywords and whatever Andy tells me, you know, he's feeling for the beer or feeling for the 
what he's looking for. Um, if he gives me some kind of a keyword, I'll look up those emotions or um, some kind of feeling and go from there. And then it's all in the first line is always the flow of how the, the feeling of that bird's going to go. And again, I look up the heron poses. There are so many poses that herons do that are so odd. And I always like to do something different, not here expected. That's, that's probably the most, um, the best way to put what I do. Anything you, you wouldn't normally expect, that's what I try to do. Hey, yeah. Now you must have a yeah. You must well, have it's, some it's, secret websites. Your your heron, heron fan club, you know websites. <laughs> Find all these pictures of the birds <laughs> and information and rare poses. You know. God no! I hope there's not one of those out there. But no, I just type in herons and like I'll type in heron and then that keyword whatever it is like grumpy heron or you know crazy heron or you know fluffy heron or whatever it is and see what I can come up with and then go from there. Um, like I always tell my daughter, it's this this quote that I always loved: be first, best, or different. And first is almost impossible. You know, everyone's always doing something. And it's kind of hard to be that creative that you're the first one doing something because there's always something that you base that idea off of. So you're not really first. Best, there's always someone better. And different's the one I always go for because there's always a way to be different. So that's why I try to teach her too. Just be different. See, yeah, see there. Uh, yeah, well, you're doing a damn good job. So I, I'm glad we got Thank to you. speak and you know learn about you. When you when you do listen to music, what what tunes are you playing? Because we, <laughs> what are you listen, what are you listening to? <laughs> everything, and and it's sad that it is. It really is everything. I go from um, Simon and Garfunkel to rap music to country to mostly classic rock. That's my, my, my home is classic rock. Um, it depends on my mood that I'm looking for. If, you know, like sometimes I'll, if I'm really trying to get in this whacked out mood, you got Pink Floyd, you got Zeppelin on, you know, stuff like that. Um, you know, sometimes I just go to the seventies. I <laughs> hit all seventies cool jams. <laughs> there you go. Stuff. But that'll get me back to my youth and when it was a cool time and, Whatever's getting me in the right mood. I'll even listen to the newer stuff. And my daughter gets me listening to stuff. And not, I'm not into little boy bands. I, I just can't do it. Um, uh, Bruno Mars is probably the best one, uh, most popular now that I would listen to. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. I to my classics. Yeah, I like Bruno Mars because it's almost... Bruno gets you going. It's almost like it is the classics. It has that kind of the R&B and soul. It is because he's got yeah, that... Yeah, yeah, he does. He went He went back on this last album. He went back and he's he's got it in there. Yeah, a couple and of... I got yeah. Michael Jackson. Oh, yeah. That was my first concert. That was my first concert with Michael Jackson, so it was kind of great. Michael's it really? Mine was Brian Adams. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So sad. No, no, yeah. I mean, it was, I think, that yeah. It was a while, yeah. It was. Way, I, I think it was set one was like the Jacksons, and then he had, did set two, and I was just like, I was super. I was a super fan. It was. It was great. I might definitely <laughs> remember my parents taking me and my cousins. It was awesome. I still have the T-shirt. It was. Yeah, it's amazing. Nice. I went to the police and I got the T-shirt from that. That was really cool. I still had that up until I don't know when one of one of my moves it got lost. <laughs> yeah. I haven't found it since. Yeah, we saw the police like on their. 
like the tour they did probably like 10 years ago. I think they played up in Hartford. It, it was good, you know, but I don't think it was, it wasn't heyday police. It was a little, you know, but it was still, no. it was still, <laughs> yeah. it was still pretty great. It, it's yeah, kind of, oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. And Stuart Copeland's amazing drummer. So he'd kind of done some weirder stuff with, uh, some of the artists I'm into. Like he played with, uh, Les Claypool from Primus and, uh, Trey, the lead guitar player for Fish. Oh, and so they did like a power trio. It was called, oh, that's like, cool. yeah, it was called Oysterhead. It was definitely, it was a little out there, but I mean, it was just kind of, it was nice to, you know, three of the top of, at their, at their game coming together to make something cool. It was cool. That is nice. I just, uh, you know, I, I always try to go back to my roots with my music and, you know, I thank my brother actually for my taste in the good stuff and back then, you know, he got me into, you know, Steely Dan and and Doobie Brothers and stuff like that. So I I, I like chilling out to that a lot. <laughs> well then we can hang out, Lisa. I definitely I definitely dig uh dig Yay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I definitely dig the music. So I just, yeah. It's more yeah, it's more about what good music is and it, it's been it's always interesting to hear folks listen to. Some have silence, other go others go all over the place and so it is uh that's one of my that's one of my favorite questions. So we try to add in some of the music when we put on the podcast. So when we do some of the, the <laughs> I should say, well, I love Justin Bieber, and <laughs> that would have really thrown you off. <laughs> well, you have a, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm definitely you know, there's a, he's a there's a new song out with a bunch of the the artist, uh, you know, Chance the Rapper and DJ Khaled. Which oh I, no, yeah, I really yeah. like. Oh, I, that's yeah. now you got my daughter going. Yeah. <laughs> She's now into Eminem and Kodak Black. I'm like, oh my goodness! Oh wow! <laughs> like, you're really going off the deep end with the uh, rap. I mean, I, Eminem, I, I, I'm kind of, you know, yeah, because he does do some kind of cool stuff. And you know, Eight Mile, that was a cool movie. And yeah, you know, I'm but, with yeah. Her, but then she's getting into some other stuff. I'm like, where did this come from? I, I mean, I let her embrace whatever it is she's embracing at the time because I never stifle anyone's music, you know, choices. If that's what's making her move, she just likes the rhythm, I guess, and the beat. Yeah, he's got a good. Yeah, he's, he has a good flow. Some of his stuff's a little, little dark, but I think you know, especially now with yeah. his. Yeah, uh, uh, as I said, she goes. It's not really the words I like. It's it's really just the rhythm that he's got. He's so fast. I'm like, yeah, okay. yeah, and it's I cool. Can, I mean, I can dig that. You know. Yeah, a lot of his messages now. I mean, I think he's. Uh, Clean, like clean, clean himself yeah, up a little, little bit. bit. Like, no, well, I don't think I don't, th- I don't think his vulgarity. I, mean, I think is like uh, I'm probably gonna get bad parent award of the year for saying, "Oh yeah, my daughter listens to really nasty rap music." But you know, again, we talk about it. It's not like I don't know about it. And yeah, right. She understands. Yeah. She hears worse in school. The kids, the the mouths on these kids. I listen to them like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My, my wife teaches right. seventh grade, so we kind of, yeah, it's kind of a. Somewhat. Oh my god! Yeah, she's sick. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh, it's too much. It's not what I remember. <laughs> not yeah. at all. I'm an I'm an old lady. <laughs> Age is just a number, so don't worry about it. Yeah, I think, oh. I think it's cool that you're. Yeah, the music is music is important. I think, especially in if you tell the kids I it can't is. if you tell the kids I can't listen to it, they're gonna they're gonna listen to it probably even yeah, more. Yeah, and she'll change. I mean, she still likes her Paul Simon too. I mean, so <laughs> she goes all the way back too. She she listens to it all, but right now that's her her thing. I guess because all the boys in school like it, so she wants to fit in with them. Whatever. 
Yeah, that's a little. I'm I'm glad I have two boys because uh, I already have enough gray hairs and with just with two boys, so I can only imagine with with a, a daughter. So, oh my god! Oh your, my god! Bless no. your heart. Yeah, bless your heart. There. <laughs> just have her show all the boys all like your tattoo work and let them think that you're like this like oh super tattooed yeah, like you know gonna kick their ass type of type of mom. I'll put it. I'll put them all over my butt, like the little rub-on ones, and walk around. Yeah, just throw like a throw like a <laughs> neck, kid. yeah, like a neck tattoo up of like one of the skulls, and you'll, you'll, oh, you'll yeah. be good. Yeah, love and hate on my knuckles. And... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'll be good to go. <laughs> well, I, I I thank you again, Lisa. I thought we'd be able to get out of you what you're uh, you're working on now. So uh, this will prove to you, know, Andy, that you're you know like a vault. So we, we do appreciate it, but uh, we look forward to seeing what that is and. We'll be in touch. We'll, you know, get this up on the website. Uh, I'll let you know what date we're going to go live, and we'll uh, continue, like I said, to promote what you're doing. We really appreciate it, and uh, love that you're local, and love, love that you how you're discovered. And I think that's really, really great. So, yeah, keep doing what you're doing. It's I appreciate awesome. you doing this too for all the artists out there. I think it's great, and and hopefully some other people will get some notice too. It'd be great. Well. I, I do appreciate it. it. Thank you so much. And uh, we'll be in touch and uh, maybe we'll, we'll connect. I'll, I'll reach out when I'm heading up to the brewery and maybe we can go and check out your, oh, as, as, your as your daughter calls it, your art studio. So we'll check it out. <laughs> there we go. Wonderful. Thank you. All right. Well, you have a great day, Lisa. And uh, yeah, I hope your brother's uh, doing better. And I look forward to, to catching up soon. All right. Great. Thank you. All right. Bye, Lisa. Bye. And there you have it, folks. That is a wrap. Lisa Sotero, Stony Creek Brewery, right here on this 16-ounce canvas, the Art of Craft Beer podcast. You can find us on the World Wide Web, 160zcanvas.com. But this is not about us. Go on over to gruntledesign.com, chat Lisa's work. Get that tattoo, I'm telling you. We'd love to see it. You can check us out on the Instagram, 160Z Canvas. Lisa's also on there. Own World, O W N W U R L D. You can see Lisa's work. Give her some likes. Follow along. Let her know we sent you over there. Super humble, which is just really impressive. She's a really incredible artist. I really dig what she's doing. I love when she gets doodling, shows us some of the early sketches. I think recently she was out at dinner and just was, you know, drawn on the on the, the, the table. <laughs> so it's um, it'd be funny to go to, you know, local places where they hang up the kids' art. You know, they probably she probably left behind a few things where they're like, Wow. Didn't realize there was a little kid sitting here that was drawing this and they're hanging up Lisa's art somewhere thinking it's uh, some child prodigy somewhere. But I digress, I digress. But yes, Gruntled Design is her company. You can find her on the Facebook. She is there. 16-ounce canvas is also there. It's what all the cool kids are doing, and you can follow us on Twitter. On Twitter, huh? Yeah, huh? And then whatever it is else you're doing out there, just give us some love with the hashtags, 16OZCanvas. We are stubborn. We are going to ride that out. That hashtag is going to take over if it kills me. That would be kind of, that would be sad, because then the podcast would be over. Moment of silence. And we're back, and we're back.
this is our intro. Boom, boom, Kanye. You can name that tune. You will win a dollar. But once again, folks, you're listening to this 16-ounce canvas. I'm just, I'm just humbled. I'm really appreciative. I think we're doing something really cool here. The next third, you know, third 12-pack, or the first third 12-pack, our next 12-pack, which is our third 12-pack, Say that five times fast. Our next third pack was our 12th third pack is a third pack. How much wood could a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck chuck out wood? How much wood could a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? How much wood would a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck chuck out wood? Then we just drop it. If I was a DJ, then I would just drop a beat in there, and then I would have everybody turn off and click off and be done with it. So before I scare away our listeners, uh, next week's episode, episode number 21, we are finally legal. No more hiding the brown bags, sneaking sips from our parents. Episode number 21 featuring Tim Oxton, Night Shift Brewing up in Massachusetts. I think this might be our first episode where we have to use the explicit content on the interview. It was great to talk to Tim. I like his eye and vision. It's one of our first times interviewing somebody who's more... uh, not more, I would say he was also kind of a photographer, and so it's kind of that that dual approach to things. But man, once I gave Tim the green light to drop the F-bomb, it was no holds barred. So we fucking hope you enjoy it. <laughs> See what I did there? But anyway, we are thankful. We appreciate you, and we appreciate the artists who not only are taking the time to make the art, but are taking the time to be available and share that experience with us, their process. Hopefully, if you're an aspiring artist out there, maybe you're going to learn something, or maybe you're trying to get in your own business and you're trying to figure things out. Entrepreneur is one of the words we're using, but whatever you want to call yourself, whatever you're doing, hopefully when you listen each week, you take something away. I could take Lisa's episode and say she just kept trying and hustling, you know, family, like we always say family is important, family first. So she knew that she, you know, you got to take care of your family before anything else. She did that, but never gave up on art, you know, and entering contest, kept grinding, you know, and then for whatever reason, the universe brought her and Andy together, and he tracked her down, and now she's, you know, getting some of the accolades that she deserves. But to me, that's a story of hard work. Always, you know, keep on you know, pushing forward. You know, sometimes the, you know, the stone rolls back down the hill, but you keep pushing it back up, and it's really hard work, inspiring, you know, in talking to Lisa, you know, she's super humble. Almost feel, I don't know, at times you think, like, this, she doesn't feel like she deserves something like this. But to me, if you look at the big picture, you look at, you know, how she got here, she more than deserves it. And definitely more great things are going to continue to happen for her. So I'm really just happy to be able to get that word out, share the word. And, hey, if you're looking for, a, you know, one-of-a-kind tattoo, go over there to Lisa, tell her we sent you one of the common themes we're noticing is tattoos and metal music and, you know, taking chances. So hopefully those three things really resonate with you or maybe you're taking something else away from it. Whatever it is, if you're enjoying the show, if you keep coming back, it really means a lot to us. In speaking to Dan Endicott, who's going to be on episode number 24, he mentions that when he's creating sometimes or he's in the office or his studio that he listens and that, to me, was just a big wow moment for me because I love his art. I love what they're doing at Forest in Maine and the many hats that he wears, one of those hats being a dad and just, you know, 
radiating when he's talking about his family and his daughter. And so the fact that, you know, I was part of that in, in any way really meant a lot. So wherever you are, we'd love to hear from you. Wherever you're listening to us, we'd love to hear from you. And if there's any feedback, positive or negative, we would love to hear from you. So don't be a stranger. Until next week, you've been listening to the 16-Ounce Canvas, the Art of Craft Beer podcast. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Muchas gracias, etc., etc. Much love. Till next week. Peace.